Welcome to Marvel Cinematic. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University. I'm your host and professor, Alex, with my always terrible student, Jacob. Hello, Whoa. Jacob. Whoa, hello. Each and every week, we go through a movie or a subject that I teach you about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, something you probably don't know uh, because you do not know how to watch movies correctly. That's true. I had to watch this week's three times. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've tried to make the opening just completely bashing you at this point. Yeah, it's... There's some fair things in there. Um, <laughs> I think they're all fair, to be honest. You know, some are a little more painful than others, but you know what they say? Sticks and stones. will break your bones, but words will last forever. Well, this week, Jacob, we are talking Iron Man 3, the third Iron Man in the Iron Man trilogy installment and the last Iron Man film to be released. Now, something that shocked me when I was putting all this information together, it didn't really shock me because I knew it, but it shocked me in, deep in my soul because the last Iron Man film came out 10 years ago. So live, in that, live with that. I want you to have that knowledge like I have that knowledge. Okay, 10 years ago, you say. Yes. Well. They haven't made an Iron Man film since 2013. Film's 11 years away from being able to drink. <laughs> uh, I mean, Iron Man 1's closer. That's true, yeah. Um, yeah, so Iron Man 3 came out in 2013. It was the first film of Phase 2, I should also say. Welcome back after a two-week hiatus. <laughs> it's our first film of Phase 2. little hiatus. I'm sure you got some editing done. Mm-hmm. You'd like to think. Did you have uh, a good new year, Professor? Oh, wait, wait well, this probably... We, uh, I hate to ruin your fun, <laughs> but we have three episodes coming out after New Year's, plus a two-week hiatus, plus this episode. Oh, boy. <laughs> so... I was like, I was edit- I was getting stuff together for this one, and I was like, ah, this is a Christmas episode. Christmas, by the time this comes out, was about a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the first scene of this takes place during New Year's, which, to us, is the perfect timing. New Year's was two days ago. But to the audience, sorry we dated this, but this probably comes out on Groundhog Day. Happy Groundhog Day! Yes! No, uh, day six. Or, or the hiatus included Groundhog Day. Hold on, let me see. Uh, one, two, three, one, two. Oh, yeah, the hiatus last week was Groundhog Day. Happy belated Groundhog Day. <laughs> Today's my dad's birthday. Is anything like the movie? You could still be on Groundhog Day. Um, so, yeah. So, Iron Man 3 uh, came out in 2013 with a budget of $200 million, And it received a box office total of one point two. One five, so I, I'm assuming that's 1.215 billion U.S. dollars. It's a lot of dollars. That is a lot of dollars. It's uh, it's that ain't there. no, that ain't no walking around money. Uh, I mean, it's Tony Stark, Stark walking around money. Sure, but you he, know, he made that money in a cave with a box of scraps. <laughs> Tony Stark made this in a cave with a box of scraps. Um, and this film is the first film not to, oh, sorry, the first Iron Man film to not be directed by John Favreau, as it is directed by Shane Black. John Favreau is in the film, though. 
Yes, and uh, if you notice, uh, Shane Black did not take kindly, or did not like him that much, because he put him in a coma. <laughs> Almost immediately. Almost immediately, out of the film. Yeah. This film stars Robert Downey Jr., Gwyneth Paltrow, Guy Pierce, and Ben Kingsley. And that is what I got. Oh, also, it takes place one year after The Avengers. I forgot that I tell timeline stuff. So yes, this movie takes place about a year after The Avengers. Perfect, yes. You, I think that is referenced in the movie. It is referenced in the movie. The whole movie has to deal with him dealing with like post-traumatic stress disorder from the Avengers fight. And like the reason he creates all of his armors is just because he can't sleep. Yeah, now, I might be getting a little ahead of myself here. Is this whole movie Tony's retelling of what happened? I don't like how you've already gotten to one of my It's All Connected things. I see. So, basically, yes, the film is an unreliable narrator. Um, this movie, like, the events of this movie happen in the MCU. But we only know of the events through Tony's eyes, so it is possible that they didn't exactly happen like this, which kind of helps the future of Iron Man if you think in that way, because a lot of this movie just kind of just gets forgotten about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Banner slept through the entire time. <laughs> yeah, so the the movie starts being narrated to the it seems like the audience, and then in the post credit scene, which is why I told you watch the post credit scene, um, is we find out that he's been just telling Bruce Banner this entire story. It's a really important post-credit scene. I mean, a lot of them are. This one's more important than most. <laughs> this one might be less important than most. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what I got for information on the film. Now, as we always do, do you know what time it is? It's uh, 8.42 Eastern it's... Standard Time. Oh, when this episode's coming out, it's not... <laughs> It's time for you to tell us about the Marvel Cinematic... Sorry, no. It's the time for you to tell us about Iron Man 3, not the entire Marvel Cinematic University. Phase 1 and go through Endgame. Yeah, just, I don't need to teach anymore. Now, it's yeah. time for you to tell us about Iron Man 3. Let's track this from the beginning. Well, sit back, grab a popcorn and a soda. Or your drink of choice. Could be a spicy soda. How's that soda taste? It's a tasty boy. All right. Once I remember the, how the movie starts, then I'll uh, I'll start my telling. Oh, I can help you. No, no. Now no. listen up. Here's oh. the story about a little man. Yeah. <laughs> so the story takes place in 1999. That's when it first starts. Tony Stark is talking about how enemies in the past kind of, or how he made the enemy setting up the entire telling of the movie mm -hmm. um which is him at a party drunk saying he doesn't you know remember giving the speech and Classic then tony stark he runs into uh what's her name here maya hansen did you wait did you mark her in the book i have her marked in the book here it okay says, so we, should, we should tell the audience that uh for christmas you received a Marvel Studios character encyclopedia that details every single character, including a bunch of side characters. So yes, I'm assuming uh, Maya is in there. Yes, uh, she is the genetic genius 
who created Extremis, according to the encyclopedia here. And the fact uh, that you watched the movie three times and should know that. The encyclopedia helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So her and Tony, you know, get are going to get down and dirty in the old hotel room there. And uh, that's when they run into Killian Aldridge, Aldrich Killian. Aldrich Killian. I was ready for you to just grab the book again. Aldrich Killian, uh, which, according to my book, is a disabled, socially awkward. Um, Does the book really say that? Uh, yes, that actually is the first sentence in, you know, disabled and socially awkward. He kind of does a little sneak into the elevator so he can uh, talk to Maya and Tony. Tony kind of blows him off, then's like, hey, meet me up on the roof in five minutes. I'm trying to get the old hog wet here. Tony just kind of leaves him up there. Yeah, he's, he's like, uh, what a loser, because I'm cool Tony Weapon Stark man, and I don't need no man. And I think it's important to note, too, that uh, old Happy Hogan is fooling around with one of the plants, I think, in Maya's yes. room, and it explodes. And she's like, oh, that's the fault of my work. No, it is, it is important to note, because, like, that's what the entire movie is about. So, yes, good, good noting on your part. Yeah, I thought that was important to note, so that's why I remembered it. So that kind of sets up the whole story. Then, you know, it cuts to Tony working on the Mark 42 suit, um, which is his newest of all the Iron Man suits he's created in the past year. Do you remember which Mark suit that he had in Avengers? 36. That is very incorrect. No. It was the Mark 7. So he's created quite a few since then. Yes. The first one that he creates after Avengers, which we do see in this movie, is the Mark 8. And then the last one he's making that we see here is Mark 42. Which is the... Mark 42 is the suit that has all the pieces that like come together and fly to him and stuff. That is correct, yep. And, uh, you know, let's not forget to mention the scene opens up with Dummy Robot with a dust hat on <laughs> And Tony goes, how did you get that dunce hat on? And it's from being a dunce. So Tony's like injecting himself with the stuff that'll make the the diabetes go away. And then... It's... Bless you, it's micro... Or nano chips or something that will... Uh, that the robot suit parts will recognize to just come right onto him. Um, so this is the first like auto on suit that he gets so that he doesn't have to have those fancy ring things like he had to have in 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 the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess this is a good time to tell you that this film is based off the extremist, very loosely based off the extremist comic book line in Iron Man's history. Um, basically, in that timeline, or that comic book run, he gets a suit that... Um, like basically is in his bloodstreams and it's kind of like the nano one that we see in avengers endgame no the nanotech suit yeah it's that is basically what extremis is except for extremis is based in his blood so like when he needs the suit it just peeps onto him oh that makes sense yeah definitely not comic book weird at all yeah not at all so trying to think here um so yeah, he's dealing with that, building the suit. Um, you know, the suit kind of like knocks him on his ass at when he tries to put it on. 
Yeah. But that happens the two breaks and puts him on his ass several times throughout the film. Yeah, a couple couple times gets hit by a truck once. You know, Pepper Potts meets uh, Aldrich Killian. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also that um other guy, his sidekick there at Stark Industries. Happy Hogan. No, no. Give me a second here. I'll get his name. Eric Savin, who's a retired lieutenant colonel. I am. Show me a picture. Oh, that. Oh, the extremist guy. Okay. Yeah. That okay. guy. Yeah. So they're um, they're over at Stark Stark Industries. Um, and they put him in the book too. That's that book. I got you a good book. Uh, Aldrich shows Pepper his brain. Starts making some moves on her. He plants one on Pepper, I think, kisses her, right? Yeah, because this is happy still in the. Oh, yeah, happy happy's here. It must be the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> early beginning. <laughs> Can't stress the early part enough. Because um, he walks right up on him right after he does, you know, he kisses her or tries mm. to kiss her. And then he's like, get out of here, guy. I'll do my Happy Hogan stuff on you. Happy calls Tony's like, hey, I th- this actually happened like a l- scene before this, but Happy calls Tony's like, hey, this Aldrich Killian guy from like 1999's here. He knows he's from 1999. Like he just time traveled from 1999. He's like, you know, Pepper's the best thing that ever happened to you. To you. You're going to lose her if, you know, you're not careful. He's showing her his brain. <laughs> he's putting his brain out on the table. He's putting his brain. He's showing you know, brain. He's showing brain. brain over here. And Tony's like, all right, whatever. Um, Tony hasn't slept in like 10 days, three days, a year. Or a year. <laughs> it's the Avengers. Sure. And um, the Pepper gets back. Tony's like, greets her, but Tony's got his Mark 42 suit greeting her while he's in the, in the basement there. Because he's obsessed. Yes. You know, she walks down, sees him, lies about liking the gift he got her. The big rabbit. They argue, they make up, they take a shower together and then go to bed. And then the Mark 42 suit comes in, like Tony calls it in the middle of the night while like having a nightmare or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then Pepper's not too happy about that, so... Yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh, and then after after this, um and stop me if I'm skipping something here. Rhodey is or they're like presenting the new Iron Patriot suit, which should you know, for uh Rhodey and that's like kind of their weapon now. He's the he's the government's Iron Man. Yes. And yes. you can't have a government weapon called War Machine because that's too dark. Yes. <laughs> And this is later in the movie, but his password is War Machine Rocks, like or something like that, right? What was that? Oh yeah, his, yeah, yeah. That's later in the movie. His password is yeah. uh, War Machine Rocks. And then they, him and Tony, meet up at a restaurant, and Tony kind of has like a flashback and an anxiety attack um, from this stupid little kid, mm-hmm. who's drawing signed or whatever. Good enough to give him a panic attack. Yeah, yeah. Once again, kids in movies, the worst. Oh, man, I can't wait to get to the second half of this movie. Stressing my boy Tony out. I can't wait to hear what you think of Harley Keener. Harley Keener, huh? Got in here? 
He probably must be. He appears in two oh, movies. Oh, that fucking kid. Is it in alphabetical order? Uh, the movies are kind of, like, grouped. I see, I see. That's so helpful for you. That might have been too helpful of a gift. Yeah. So, oh, where were we? Oh, so they were eating, and then he had the panic attack. Yeah, kid picture. Then he's, like, kind of starting to f- figure some stuff out. And, uh, you know, sets a track for Tennessee. Or has Jarvis set a plot of course for Tennessee? Oh, yeah, and then, yeah, okay, yeah, but he doesn't go to Tennessee. Not yet, not yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, that's why I made that confused face. That's understandable. And then, so I'm kind of all over the place because I'm like... Yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. Trying to work all our podcasting, I get it. Classic. It's that grind. Donate so I don't have to work full podcasting. Maybe subscribe. Like, follow, share. Don't. No, let them work forever. It'll be funnier. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, he's, like, talking to Jarvis, kind of figuring out where, like, the, um, the heat strikes were, or the spike. Oh, we completely skipped over, uh, Happy being in the hospital. Yeah, because that was after, that's before he does, yeah. You you pretty much skipped the entire villain plot so far. Yeah. You haven't mentioned the Mandarin Orange. You haven't mentioned Aldridge, other than him, like, trying to smoochy smoochy with Pepper. You had you watch this movie three times? Yeah, but I'm, like, distracted. All right, go ahead. Get back so, on track here. So, yeah, the Mandarin Orange. Um, oh, yeah, because they played that whole clip. Makes him look like an ISIS villain kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Mandarin Orange is... Causing explosions all over the place. Um, Tony goes back to look, finds out there's like a couple. There was one in Nashville, right, or Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, it was Knoxville, I think. Maybe. Doesn't say in there. Where, where's uh, Keener from? It says Rose Hill. Okay, we'll go with Rose Hill. Call it Knoxville. Okay. Then he gets like interviewed. Says, "Hey, Mandalorian, come find me." The Mandalorian? Yeah. I didn't know there was a Star Wars crossover here. Oh, sure. Um, says, hey, come find me with your orange suit. And your little your- Grogu side little baby Yoda boy. Yeah, come find <laughs> Um, Here's my address and then throws the reporter's phone on the wall, says, bill me. And that's when uh, Maya Rudolph shows up to Tony's house. Is that, wait, is that her name? That's not her name. Is it Rudolph? Hanson. Maya Rudolph's the actress. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Maya <laughs> Rudolph is not in this movie. And then I remembered her first name was Maya, and I figured you must be getting it wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maya Rudolph so. just shows up at Tony Stark's house. Yeah. Hey, you want to be the next host of SNL? <laughs> so, yeah, she just uh, shows up at Tony's house, starts talking to Tony. She's like, I need to be alone with you for a second he's like a couple years ago i would have liked that but you know i'm in a relationship happily in a relationship right now i'm a big pepper guy not not big on salt just pepper then pepper gets there they're kind of like talking and then maya's like hey is that supposed to be doing that turns out it's the mandalorian firing a rocket at the house yeah from his uh wrists with his little wrist rockets the damn yep. Mandal- mandalorian it's the mandarin <laughs> It's the Mandarin Orange Helicopters. 
Um, and then an orange helicopter is carrying the Mandalorian and Baby Grogu to kill Iron Man. I watched the wrong movie, apparently. <laughs> this movie sounds better. <laughs> yeah, real crossover. So Tony throws the Iron Man Mark 42 suit on Pepper to save her. Once she's safe, he takes the suit back, throws a piano at one of the helicopters, and shoots down like another helicopter that ends up in the water. Mm-hmm. And then the suit then teleports him to Tennessee. It actually flies him. It doesn't teleport him. Flies, teleports. It's all really the same. He gets to Tennessee, okay? It's not teleportation. We, he doesn't just like get out of Malibu and end up in Tennessee. We got the end location correct, okay? He's in the woods. It's snowing. His suit is on like life support, basically. He needs to be plugged in to a, a charger. And for no reason whatsoever, it's Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas time. Christmas. Yes. Happy Chrysler. It's Christmas. The Christmas movie. Um, that's when Tony, you know, takes the suit. Oh, okay. You said, okay, you know what? You've fired me up here. You said it's a Christmas movie. I will stand firmly strong in solidarity that Iron Man 3 is not a Christmas movie. And I, dead, or Deadpool, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Iron Man 3, just take, you could take Christmas out of this movie, it doesn't change the plot. You take Christmas out of Die Hard, it changes the plot. Iron Man 3 is not a Christmas movie. You think I didn't know that would fire you up when I said it? <laughs> I figured it might. I knew what I was doing. You monster. I know your triggers. You're a real Edward Norton Hulk over there. No! Where's the hang-up button? <laughs> I'm done with this. You don't, you don't get to do it until you finish your synopsis and take your quiz. You've insulted me too far. Um, that is pretty pretty big insult. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge, that's a Hulk size insult right there. So Tony then takes it to this garage where this stupid kid lives, whose dad left to get the milk nine years ago and never came back. Uh, you know, he just pieced out. So now Tony's his daddy. Yeah, tries to guilt him, and you know, in a couple minutes, tries to guilt Tony into saying, you know. And then uh, kid kind of helping Tony a little, I think, um, like find stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kid's kind of a genius. Yeah, this is uh, this is where Tony learns how to be a mentor and kind of uh, takes that when he takes Spider Man under his wing. So this is like this is like Spider Man number one. <laughs> Except Harley didn't get bit by a radioactive spider. His dad dad just left. Yeah, his dad just left. At least Peter Parker's father figures died. Like, Harley's left. Well, we don't know his didn't die. Well, he neither does he. He's from Tennessee. He could have been on, like, on meth or something. Jesus Christ, you're right, but Jesus Christ. Tony, um, starts doing, like, a little investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he goes... I think this is the kid's mom, right? That he goes to talk to at the bar. No, no, no. The kid shows him. The kid shows him like, the spot where the people got vaporized. The woman he's talking to is the exploding man's mom. Oh. Or the the exploding man himself. I don't. I don't remember. I'm. I'm gonna be honest with you. I just watched quick synopsis in this film and didn't rewatch. Okay. Um. Also, the exploding lady that does show up in the town. Um. He in the comics is married to Swamp or not Swamp Thing, uh, Man Thing, and Man Thing just recently appeared in the MCU, so it's possible that she makes a return soon. Um, next time Man Thing appears, 
Tony really takes a shot at her saying I've dated hotter chicks than you and she's on fire. I mean, he just knows his worth. Yeah. <laughs> Stay he strong. Knows, king. <laughs> he knows who he's been with. Know your worth, King. <laughs> he, he's uh, gassing a pepper. Yeah. Um. So, um. But before he goes to the bar and everything, he goes sees like the vaporized place where the mm. people got vaporized. Yeah, the shadows. The kid's like, oh, there's only a certain number of shadows because this guy went to hell. <laughs> yeah, it turns out he just exploded. Couldn't regulate. He was the bomb. He was one with the bomb. Then he goes to the bar, this lady, and uh, what, what's his name? Uh, you know, I, I have the lady in here, too, actually. I can see. Where are they? This book is too helpful. No, no, no. Maybe the lady's not in here. Yeah, she's not in here. But uh, wow. Eric Saban, Saban, he shows up. Um, with the lady, and they mm-hmm. kind of have a little scrap. They have a real, you know, they really have an out. Um, they do the fighting. They do the fighting, and uh, Tony Stark kind of. I dropped something. I heard that. Yes, yes. It's a bottle opener. You dropped the plot to the storage. <laughs> I did. So Tony fights him off, and. Uh, and he gets in his car to leave. And the little kid's like, where are you going? And tries to guilt him into staying. Be my daddy. Be my daddy. Paul, no. And then Tony's like, bye. And then, I might be skipping something here. My brain is well done right now. Mandel, uh, Mandarin Orange tries to kill the head of the gas company. You remember the name of the gas company? Uh... No. Roxxon. Yes! It's like a knockoff of Exxon. You know, the company that you think stole all of Coulson's money at that gas station that one time? I like to think so. Oh yeah, that cost $80, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Shoots the Roxxon guy, and then President's like, hey, Iron Patriot, go get that guy. He flies all the way out there to... The home of the Mandarin, mm-hmm. and he walks in there because you know they have like a signal, and it's just like a bunch of ladies working. And he's like, "No threat here." He's like, "If you weren't free before, you're free now." Courtesy of the Iron Patriot, and then one lady comes up, goes, "Thank you, thank you," and then turns out she has the orange. She okay. has the orange. <laughs> Is that what we we're gonna call the people with the virus? They have the orange. They have the orange veins. Um, they, have the, they have the mandarin. Yeah, they have the mandarin orange. Too too many fruits. <laughs> and uh, she like knocks him out, so they take him captive. It's when Tony like is um, kind of goes a little Rambo and tries to complex. He uh, he builds a bunch of tech with a bunch of scraps. Yes. <laughs> with a box of scraps you know he goes a little bit rambo at this new complex so tony gets captured right mm-hmm. um they strap him to a bed and that's uh when killian aldrich aldrich killian he comes in he's like reveals that he has pepper and that he wants to work with tony stark still kind of uh it's like this thing that's been nagging nagging him since 1999 he still wants to work with Tony. Mm. So he shoots Maya 
where she's like, whoa. She's like, you need me for your work. And he's like, no, I don't bank. It's like, turns out a very high position just opened up for you. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was vacated. Yeah, it was, it was uh, vacated. Forcefully. Forcefully, yes. One way of firing an employee. Yeah, literally. Literally. Um, firing squad. Firing at an employee. Yeah, firing at an employee. So they're also trying to get the Iron Patriot suit off of Rhodey. Mm-hmm. So um, they can strap it on Savin, Savin, and he can fly up to Air Force One. And he can kidnap the president. Kidnap the president. and It's kind of like National Treasure 2. I think this might be the plot of National Treasure 2. <laughs> that might be where they got it, to be honest. They're going to steal the Declaration of Independence next. <laughs> That's Iron Man 4. You know, they get the Iron uh, Iron Patriots suit, and then um, Tony is able to call his suit because it charges enough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he starts toying with the guys. He's like, you know, if you let me go now, you I'll, I'll let you live. And they're just, like, joking around. And then he's like, three, two, one, a bunch of times, and he goes, three, two, four, three, two, one. And then <laughs> he gets uh, his... You know, one of the arm feet hands and then just like leg kills mm. those two guys like he promised. Uh, actually, the second guy surrenders and is like, man, I don't even like working here. These people are weird. Oh, we skipped the part. Sorry. Um, he goes and actually talks to the Mandel, uh, Mandarin Orange, who is uh, Trevor Slatery, a failed British actor. And he's hired by criminal mastermind Aldrich Killian to pose as a terrorist. Known as the Mandarin. See, not the real Mandarin Orange. Not the real Mandarin Orange. We won't meet the new, the real Mandarin Orange for another nine years. We'll discuss that. Yeah, way in the future. <laughs> so, uh, that all happens. He meets him, finds out he's kind of fake. Um, but then Tony, like, breaks out once he gets his suit, goes and gets Rhodey. And is like, I want you to meet someone. Who is also, you know, that's when he, Brody meets the Mandarin Orange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then they take his boat because they see Iron Patriot flying toward the plane um, to capture the president. So then they go to save the president, which is at the, you know, the shipping yard. Mm-hmm. Um, with a lot rocks of, on. Rocks on, rocks off. You've made that joke before. I know. And so the uh, Rhodey's like, we're kind of need backup because Rhodey still doesn't have his his suit because the president's in his suit, the president's dangling from the wires. Um, so he's like, we're gonna need backup. So Tony calls all his suits in and says, hey, kill the orange vein people with extreme prejudice. <laughs> Not my words. <laughs> that was in the movie. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. And so they get to work, and, uh, you know, Tony and Rhodey are kind of off doing their own thing, fighting their own people. Pepper falls in the fire. Tony's like, I'll definitely catch you. Doesn't catch her. She falls into the fire. He did his best. Yeah. She's in there for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's fire. Rhodey saves the president. You know, he's like, get out of here. President flies away in the Iron Patriot suit to safety. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and that's when Tony's like fighting Aldrich Killian, um, blows him up like three times, blows him up in the Mark 42 suit. Um, and then he walks out of the fire, you know, now you see me, I'm the real Mandarin. This is me. But he's also a fake Mandarin. Okay. That was my question. The Mandarin, the Mandarin is the head of the Ted rings. These people are the head of aim fucking losers. Oh, these are some pond scum compared to the Ten Rings people. Let me tell you, there's a movie called Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. I have a feeling that's where the Mandarin might appear. Oh, really? No way. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a hunch. Anyway, um, and then Pepper actually ends up killing Aldrich Killian. It's like, wow, that was very violent. Then she's like, could I ever be healed? And Tony's like, I almost figured this out drunk like 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm sure I got it. And yeah. Cures her and cures something from him. And then we find, you know, Happy Hogan's watching Downton Abbey. Everyone's happy. And, you know, go to the end credit scene. We find out it's just he's telling Bruce a story. And the end. The end. Nice little bow on it. Yes. All right. That was a. That was a solid job. Not like a you watched it three times solid job, but. Definitely a solid job. I think my brain wasn't fried. Yeah, yeah, you might have got it. Uh, I will give you a B plus. Ooh. All right, so we got we got some stuff to talk to you, to talk about. So usually I go fun facts. It's all connected, and then we do the trivia. But uh, we got we got something I want to discuss first. Um, I want to talk to you about the house party protocol. So there mm-hmm. was. In, in all of the MCU history, as of up to right now in Iron Man 3, Tony Stark has built 42 uh, suits. We see multiple of them at the beginning and the end of this movie. So I want to talk to you about all the, the suits that appear in this, this film. It's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a few that don't like have any names or anything or really get featured, so we're just going to skip around here. Um... So we got the Mark 8. The Mark 8 has fold-out wings. That's its difference. We have the Mark 13. It produces a lighter overall ar- armor, so it helps him get his armor a little lighter. Then we have Mark 15, Sneaky, and Mark 16, Nightclub. No idea what they do. Mark 17 is the Heartbreaker. It has an enlarged chest repulsor. Mark 19 is the Tiger. It's a speed-based model. Same with Mark 21, Midas. Mark 22 is Hot Rod. Uh, it was a War Machine prototype, but that gets smashed at the end, so War Machine never gets to wear it. <laughs> Mark 25 is Striker. It has jackhammer arms. Oh, yeah. I think I saw that one. Yeah, you probably saw all these and just didn't yeah. register them. Uh, there's Mark 27, Disco. It has red on blue color scheme. Speaking of blue, we have Mark 30, which is blue steel, and it's fully blue. Uh, Mark 31, Piston. Mark 33, the Silver Centurion, which has hidden blades. Um, And he uses that blade to cut off uh, Aldrich Killian's hand. I saw that. Yeah, you watched the movie. I'm assuming you saw everything. (laughs) (laughs) Mark 35 is Red Snapper. It has long pincher-like claws. Like a crab. Mark 37 is the the Hammerhead. Uh, It's for use underwater. Ah, cleverly named after a shark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark 38 is Igor. It is the precursor to the Hulkbuster armor, which we'll see in a couple of episodes. 
Mark 39 Star Boost, this suit is capable of space flight. I was going to say the one that's capable of uh, space flight kind of needed that one in the wormhole there. But... Oh, we're, we're going to get to that in just a minute. Okay. Actually, um, Mark 40 is shotgun. It has powerful repulsors. And Mark 41 is bones. It has black and gold and can disassemble and reassemble, much like Mark 42, which is the main suit of this movie. And that's all the suits. That is the house party protocol. Yeah, when he calls that protocol, they all show up. Exactly. Onion down in whatever area is needed. <laughs> all right. Let's quickly here get through our fun facts. Ooh. All right. Fun fact number one. Shane Black always sets his movies around Christmas. For example, Lethal Weapon, The Long Kiss Goodnight, and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. All centered around Christmas. Did not know that. He's a Christmas director. Yeah, it's like Christmas has to be featured at some point in his, all of his movies, basically. He must like uh, the connection to Christmas in the movies. He likes Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Uh, fun fact number two Anthony Mackie who would go on to play Sam Wilson auditioned for the part of Trevor Slattery Falcon was almost Trevor Slattery and so we got the good Ben, ben Kingsley as Trevor Slattery Trevor Slattery was the uh, the Mandarin yes the fake Mandarin yes, yes. oh so that almost was uh, Anthony Mackie yeah that would have been wild Favreau suggested Happy be a big fan of Down Abbey, as he is a big fan of the series. Seen it once. That was that was his one uh, pitch that he got to do because he wasn't directing. And they're like, "That's terrible! You're going to be in a coma for the entire movie." And then you get to watch Down Abbey. Uh, Mandarin is seen with a tattoo on his neck that closely resembles Captain America's shield, but instead has an A for anarchist in the middle, or an A for America. No, the star means America. Everyone knows America starts with a star. You gotta see. I can't see his tattoo in the book. Yeah, it's on the back of his neck. Yeah, yep, it's showing his face. So, <laughs> uh, President Ellis is named after Warren Ellis, the comic book writer who wrote the Extremis arc that served as the basis of this movie. Matthew Ellis. Yeah, President Ellis. Hey, what does your book? What does your uh, book say about President Ellis? There's really nothing interesting on him. It says he wears a fine, finely tailored suit. Oh, wow. I feel like you had said that about a lot of characters in the MCU. All right, next fact. In this film, Rhodey wait. becomes... Wait, okay. <laughs> On his page, it, like, because it'll, it'll, like, list facts, like, the, about the pictures. Yeah. And it, like, literally says the type of microphone he's talking into. Why? <laughs> I don't Why know. Why is that important? What kind of microphone? It is a... Sure, SM57 VIP dual microphone. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> wow, that book is too detailed. This is going to be on the the quiz at the end. I know it. The final. I'm going to buy a copy of this book. All right. Uh, next fun fact. In this film, Rhodey becomes Iron Patriot. However, in the comics, the Iron Patriot is Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn in the comics uh, starts like a, an anti-Avengers, but pretends like they're superheroes. And is all villains, and he becomes the Iron Patriot. I feel like Osborne's a bad guy name. You don't know who Norman Osborne is? No. Which movie is he? Let me look. He's not in it. Well, he doesn't appear until Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. It's going to take me a while. Yeah, it's, not in the, it's definitely not in the book. Yeah. It, Norman Osborne is Harry Osborne's father. 
The Green Goblin. Oh, yeah, that's probably where I got, uh... Villain from. Yeah. Oh, Norman Osborn sounds like a villain. Oh, is it from that movie I probably watched when I was a child? Norman Osborn? Yeah, that makes sense. Tobey Maguire in it. Oh my god, I hate you. Alright, fun fact number something. Tony cuts off Killian's arm. Each Phase 2 film includes an amputation as a nod to Star Wars Episode 5. Classic. This is the second phase. Kevin Feige made sure that every Phase 2 movie, like the second Star Wars movie, featured a limb being cut off like Luke's arm. That's pretty funny, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So every movie, I will say whose limb gets cut off, basically. Good to know. I'll yeah, be, probably... I, I'll, I now will pay attention for a cut-off limb. Yeah, it'll be in your final exam, probably. Probably. Be like, name all <laughs> cut-off limbs. Alright, and Ellen Brant was one of the members of Aldridge Killian's army. As I mentioned earlier, in the comics, Brant is the ex-wife of Ted Salas, who is also known as Man-Thing. Yes. Alright, gonna rattle through these, it's all connected. Um, so the party at the beginning of the film is mentioned by Jensen in Iron Man 1, where he tells Tony this isn't the first time we've met, because as you may remember, Jensen was at this party. Oh, I was going to mention something about that, but I forgot to. Yeah, he was at the party at the very beginning. Tony makes Maya take Killian's business card during the party, um, because as we know from Iron Man 2 and the Avengers, Tony does not like being handed things. No. While talking to Rhodey about his sleepless tinkering, he mentions his suit now has bomb disposal that's able to catch missiles in midair. A solution for what happened at the, at the end of Avengers. He's always learning and evolving his suits. Yeah, so like you were saying earlier, he could have used that suit. He could have used this missile catcher. Yeah, space suit <laughs> missile catcher. Yeah, he's basically like, okay, how can I solve for every single problem? And he's working on... That's why he has 42 suits, because he's literally trying to, like... Prevent things, anything that could possibly happen. Uh, Tony has a new art sculpture in his lab. This is made from the wreckage of his race car from Iron Man 2. Oh. If I don't have someone, like, figure that out, does someone just sit there, stare at that scene for, like, 45 minutes, be like, race car. It's because it's literally the car. It's the, it's got the, like, the logos and stuff on it. It's just, like, a crushed up version of the car. Because if you remember, it got sliced in half. It got... Little snip snip. Um, When Tony lands in the snow, he rubs snow on his injured left arm. His left arm being injured is a recurring thing throughout the MCU, as, like, every film from here on out, he injures his left arm. Yeah, I thought his left arm got cut off for a second when I first watched it. I was like, ah, no, no. He's got his both arms in all the other movies. Yeah, yeah, he he never loses an arm. He, he's not one of the the ones who succumbs to losing a limb in this phase two. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps his limbs. As we mentioned, Trevor Slattery appropriated the name Mandarin from the real head of the Ten Rings, which we will see later in phase four. Trevor wears the comic accurate Ten Rings, however, the one on his pinky is identical to the one Raza, the enemy from Iron Man One, wears. Oh. He was he was the guy who kidnapped Tony working for the Ten Rings. It's all kind of like just for show, though, right? Travis uh, Slattery is not actually in the Ten Rings, right? So it's it's a little unclear. It seems like Aldridge may have a connection to like one of the groups that was working for the Ten Rings, but it's not the Ten Ring Ten Ring organization. It oh, okay. may be 
part of the Ten Ring. Like, it may be part of the organization that kidnapped Tony, but it's not the Ten Ring organization that exists in China, I believe it is. So it's like a subsidiary. Yes, most likely. Okay. Nice. Um, as you called out yourself, the band Slattery Executes is an accountant for Roxon Corporation, and the oil tanker at the end is also Roxon. Yes. Uh, Killian references Thor when saying subtle... Sub, sub, I can't say this word. Subtly. Killian references subtly had, has had its day. Being subtle has... Killian references Thor when saying being subtle has had its day. Subtly. I can't say it. He subtly says that. <laughs> Subtlety had his day. I understand what you're going through now. I tried it. It's hard. Yeah, it's, it's a hard word. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> In the end, it is revealed that Tony has been narrating the movie to Bruce the whole time. Parts of the movie may be embellished as we find out it's a story told from Tony's perspective, and Tony is a very unreliable narrator. The events did happen in the MCU, but maybe not exactly as we see in this film. It's also why, like, at the end of the film, um, he's, like, saying he, he's recovered, he's, like, no longer obsessed, even though later on in later films, he's still obsessed with, like, saving the world. He thinks he's found closure, but he really hasn't. Temporary closure. Yeah. Um, alright, quiz. We gotta do a quick quiz here. Quiz me. Quiz me, daddy. Quiz daddy. That's what they call me, Professor Quiz Daddy. So next <laughs> trivia team. Alright, question number one. Which Iron Man 1 character does Tony meet at the New Year's party in 1999? Is it A, Pepper Potts, B, Aldrich Killian, C, Jensen, or D, Rhodey? Jensen. That is correct. I wonder how you got that when we talked about it not less than five minutes ago. <laughs> Alright, question number two. What Mark suit is Tony working on in the beginning of this film? Is it A, Mark 8, B, Mark 17, C, Mark 42, or D, Mark 50? 42. That is correct. Question number three. Who directs Iron Man 3? Is it A, John Favreau, B, Shane Black, C, the Russo brothers, or D, Alan Taylor? Shane Black. That is also correct. Well, I should be putting correct so I know which one is the easy you get. They're right. all going to be correct, don't worry. They're not. There's one in here I feel like I made hard on purpose, but I don't remember if I decided to put it in or not. Monster. Question number four. What is Brody's new moniker? Is it A, Iron Patriot, B, Iron Soldier, C, War Machine, or D, Iron Nationalism? <laughs> Iron Patriot. <laughs> that is... <laughs> Correct. Iron Nationalism. Listen, I had to throw one in there. That was kind of funny. <laughs> All right, question number five. What is the name of the kid that helps Tony? Is it A, Billy Maximoff, B, Harley Keener, C, Ty Simpkins, or D, Peter Parker? Harley Keener. That is correct. It, I definitely wouldn't have accepted Ty Simpkins, but that's the actor that plays Harley Keener. Okay. <laughs> Question number six. What is the name of the man portraying the Mandarin? Is it A, Aldrich Killian? B, Shang-Chi? C, Zhu Benwu? Or D, Trevor Slattery? Trevor Slattery. That is correct. 
Zhu <laughs> Wenwu is the real Mandalor- or Mandal- Mandarin. <laughs> you said Mandalorian. I know, you got, you got me saying Mandalorian now. <laughs> Alright, question number seven. Which organization does Aldrich Killian run? A. The Ted Rings. B. AIM. C. Hydra. Or D. Cobra Kai. AIM. That is correct. Thought I might get you with Cobra Kai. It was close. I'm actually not going to get you with any of these. I didn't put the hard question in here. Ah. Question number eight. What is the name of the protocol Tony and Axe to call his suits? Is it the House Party Protocol? The Team Iron Protocol? The Extremist Protocol? Or I Am Iron Man Protocol? It's the House Party Protocol. That is correct. Question number nine. What is the name of the protocol Tony enacts to destroy his suits? Is it A, the Extremist Protocol? The B, I Am Iron Man Protocol? C, the End Protocol? Or D, Clean Slate Protocol? Oh, it's the Extremist Protocol. Oof, that is incorrect. The answer Ah. is D, the Clean Slate Protocol. Ah, that was my second guess. It always is. Thought he might have change it up for the sake of <laughs> fighting the extremist people. No, no, no. He just did the clean slate protocol. Question number 10. And this was really a test to see if you watched the end credits. <laughs> Who is Tony telling this story to? Is it A, Pepper Potts? B, Nick Fury? C, Bruce Banner? Or D, Steve Rogers? <laughs> if I got this one wrong, you would be so mad, so I'm considering getting it wrong on purpose here. Um, well, at this point, I already know you watched the end credits scene, so it's not yeah. going to be as angry. Bruce Banner. That is correct. If you hadn't watched the end credits scene, there's no way you would have known that, right? Yeah, I probably would have said Pepper. Alright, a solid 90, not terrible. Honestly, I gotta make these quizzes harder. The problem is we talk about everything at the beginning and throughout the thing and that it just, it sticks with you. It's fresh in the brain. As we learned when we do the exam and it's not fresh in your brain. Not great. Maybe I'll start doing the quizzes at the beginning of the next episode. <laughs> that would be really mean. That <laughs> would be quite mean. It's like a pre-quiz. <laughs> Alright, well that's, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, I think you've learned everything you need to know about Iron Man 3. I did. Uh, so your homework for next week is, I'm very sorry, I do have to assign this. I'm, I'm really sorry, because I feel like I'll have to watch it too, because I don't remember anything about this movie. Uh, your homework is to watch Thor The Dark World. Interesting. Why are you saying interesting? Never even heard of that one. You lucky, lucky bastard. I'm sorry I'm doing this to you. It's, it's probably the worst one not another it's not another hulk situation is it no it's not that good i'm sorry man i'm sorry i'm sorry it's gonna be a rough one next week but that's it that's the bell it's a ring a time to get out of this class um we are we have new episodes every thursday on youtube spotify all them podcast platforms 
Uh, make sure to follow. Uh, what do you want to make sure to follow to see new episodes? You can also follow us on our Instagram, Twitters, AJ Slabs, Juicy Snake 12. Um, we also have one for the podcast. Uh, I don't remember what it is right now, but it plays in the credits. So stay tuned. Look in the credits. I'll also link it down below. And you all have a marvelous week. Have a great week and a happy new year. It's literally February. Ha, 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 ha.